At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Greg Peterson experience. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. On VSIN, the sports betting network. This is our number two of the Greg Peterson Experience right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, and we've got an absolutely tremendous hour for you guys. We're going to lead things off with a little college basketball. Got to give you guys my DK Nation pick for the hardwood. Fortunately, we come in having one, two over the weekend, so we're going to be looking to stay hot with these, continue on with the win streak, and then from there, we're going to be taking a look at what we all got this weekend in the NFL and turning it forward to next week in the NFL with David Baker. No better mind to be able to get on than him because he is the 2020 Westgate Super Contest champion. And on top of that, he's a very good poker player. I still remember. I think it was two weeks ago. We had David Baker on the program. And when I sit here at Circa, you've got all the TVs behind me. But in front of me as well, I'm able to see a lot of the live action. When there are games, unfortunately, there's not a lot going on. The St. Francis versus Hawaii game wrapped up a little bit over an hour ago. For those of you guys with St. Francis, very unfortunate. They were down one at the half, and then they lost by over 20. So that was not great. Second time in three weeks that St. Francis has done that. So Francis, that was not great for them. But that said, we had just had David Baker on, and then there's like, I think, some World Poker Tour thing going on, and there we see David Baker. So that led to a lot of jokes about him getting changed very quickly, being able to shower up and play some poker out in, Atlantic City after he was just on the show. But that said, always great to be able to get him aboard. We're going to be talking some NFL with him, but we're going to lead things off with college basketball. We've seen a little bit of movement with the game that I'm writing up for DK Nation, and I just like it even more as a result. 8-11, 8-12 on the board. It's going to be a game that's taking place out here in lovely Las Vegas. We've got the Creighton Blue Jays and the Arizona State Sun Devils. Sun Devils open up a two-and-a-half-point underdog. Right, City here at Circa is the best of the number at a four, but in other places, you're finding Creighton as a three and a half point favorite, and your total on this game, it is 139 and a half. And with Arizona State, they have yet to give up more than 68 points all season long, and you're going up against a Creighton team that's about as shallow as a kiddie pool. You've got your starting five who have all been able to generate for Creighton double figures. Not a single other player outside that normal starting five, though, is giving you more than four and a half points per game. And not a single guy more is giving you more than 2.8 rebounds per contest. That was a big issue, as you saw in their previous game against BYU. Because in that game against BYU, Ryan Kalkbrenner was out of the fold. He's the seven-foot gentleman that has been able to do some very nice things for this Creighton team. And 
As a result, they lose outright to BYU by kind of 83 to 80. And it's going to be interesting to see if he's going to be out there in the fold for this game because the reason why he was out from everything I was told is that it was a non-COVID-related illness. And that's one of those in which is very, very interesting because that leads you down to a rabbit hole of things that might be causing a guy to be out for a little bit more than a week. It also could be just a sniffles as well. The way that I have personally handicapped this is that Coke Brenner is probably going to be out there, but you got to think that because that game against BYU, as I'm doing this, it was about 24 hours ago. So it's about a, excuse me, it's about a 48 hour turnaround there as talking about this is getting me apparently in the mood to be a little bit sick, sick as well. But that said, it's probably going to lead to a circumstance where Kalkbrenner is going to be in the fold, but he's not going to be fully at 100%. And Arizona State, I think, is going to be able to utilize this to their advantage because with Arizona State, they have been having a little bit of a tough time in terms of their rebounding. They have been not necessarily keeping teams off the glass or allowing 13 offensive rebounds per game, but where this team is really, really supreme is in terms of the three-point shooting defense. Opponents are shooting 25.8% from three-point range against Arizona State. That is the number eight mark in all of college basketball. And for Arizona State, they are, in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis, number seven in all of college basketball. They also do have the Cambridge brothers out there in the backcourt. They've got good chemistry. They've been able to give you a combined about 20 and a half points per game. You've also been able to do a solid job in terms of having so many of these other pieces just be good on-ball defenders. DJ Horn is able to give you 13 points. He does a great job being able to generate some swipes and we're creating credit where credit is due. They're only turning the ball over now about 11 times per game. Ryan Nemert, when he was out there in the fold last season, he was a walking turnover, but if Kalkbrenner even plays in this game but is less than 100%, that's really going to affect them as well because with Kalkbrenner, not only does he lead the team with 15.9 points per game, he shoots 76.3% from the floor, and at seven foot one, he also shoots 37.5% from three-point range. At 76.3%, that ranks, in terms of qualifying D1 players, number four in all of college basketball. So that is going to cause some issues for a Crane team that now they have to play against an Arizona State bunch in a little bit of a later game, of which Arizona State, they're a little bit closer to home than Creighton is as well. So I do think that there's a lot of factors here that do bode in the favor of Arizona State. They've been able to do a great job recently. We saw them completely wallop Michigan on a neutral court a little bit earlier this year. And I personally made Arizona State the favorite in terms of my handicap. A lot of times you're going to find a lot of books do not post up a money line in terms of college basketball until the early a.m. So right up is just going to be Arizona State taking the what I'm seeing right now, three and a half. If it moves down to three, if it moves up to four, we will make those changes accordingly. But any sort of points with Arizona State, them on the spread, that is going to be the right up. And in terms of total, I mentioned it with Arizona State, 68 points or fewer allowed in every single game this season. You got a great team that they're not playing at a ridiculously fast north slow tempo among your 363 D1 teams. Creighton, they're right now clocking in right in the neighborhood about 110th, 111th in terms of possessions per game. So I do think that this is going to be a little bit more of a defense-oriented game on a neutral court. Set my total at 136 halves of diving under right up. That is going to be based around taking the points with Arizona State and or if you're feeling frisky like I am, a little bit of a plus price on the money line with Arizona State as well. We do have some prevalent teams in college basketball that are going to be in action and I actually do see some value with laying this big giant favorite. How about if we go 809, 810 on the board? This is Gonzaga. They're going to be playing us to Northern Illinois and with Northern Illinois, they are a 30 point underdog. And the total is anywhere between 150 and a half and 151 and a half. And with Gonzaga, I feel like they should be closer to a 35 point favorite. Now, this is not the same Gonzaga team that we've seen in the past, each out of the last six seasons prior to this year. Gonzaga have been a top eight team in all of college basketball in terms of points scored on a per possession basis. Has not been quite that this year. They're hovering more in that neighborhood, about 50th, give or take, because He's updated after every single game, every single day. But as we are looking at it right now, it is 50th going into Sunday. But with Gonzaga, the issues that this team has, they are not going to be unearthed by a Northern Illinois team that I still go back to it. They traveled to Idaho about a week ago. An Idaho team that they're not good. 
I mean, I wish I could say anything more about Ido. They're a little bit improved from last season, but Ido has been a not-so-great college basketball program for many, many years. They lost that game by 40. I mean, you're taking a Northern Illinois team that has lost to Ido by 40, lost to D2 Illinois of Springfield to begin the season, and now they have to compete against Gonzaga. With Northern Illinois, they just don't really have a lot of size down low. Someone like a Zarek Nutter has been able to give you about six rebounds per game. He was very solid, actually, at the junior college level, and he's been able to give them a little bit of something down low. And you do have two main scorers for this team. That would be Keyshawn Williams and David Quite. They've been able to combine for about 31.5 points per contest, and they combined to shoot about 38% from three-point range as well. So, been able to get some respectable play on that front, but... For Northern Illinois, they're outside the top 200 in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis, and you're just seeing it with this Northern Illinois team. They're giving up points upon points. They gave up 70 points to an Eastern Illinois bunch that scored 62 or fewer in 33 out of their last 38 D1 games. As a matter of fact, this is a bunch that they have allowed at least 70 points in four out of their last five games, including 83 to Northern Iowa. As I mentioned before, that bad Idaho loss, that was a... 84 to 47 final. They gave up 88 points to a same use and say team that's very much a defense oriented team and really doesn't play too up tempo. So you've got your issues with this defense for Gonzaga. What has been ailing them all season long has been the backcourt play. You've had about 14 turnovers per game. Nolan Ekman has not been the answer for them or trying to replace Andrew Nemard. But I do think that having Drew Timmy down low, 20 points, eight boards, three assists, going up against a Northern Illinois front line that, I mean, the best way to put it is what Northern Illinois front line. You really have one guy that is north of six foot six that sees meaningful minutes for this team, and that'd be Anthony Crump, who's been able to give you four and a half rebounds per game. Just a bad situation for Northern Illinois. Outside their top three scores, you don't have a single player that gives you more than five and a half points per game. I think that this is going to be domination. I'm willing to lay it with Gonzaga. I think that the Gonzaga offense comes alive in this game, set my total of 157.5, so also going to be taking a look at this total over, and then there's another big favorite that I like. This is 803-804 on the board. Monmouth against Syracuse. Syracuse home team opened up a 21-point favorite. We've seen this move up to 22 with a total of between 139 and 140.5, and when it comes to Syracuse bunch, I set them as a 24-point favorite. This isn't necessarily me buying into Syracuse by any stretch of the imagination. This is a total fate of Monmouth. Monmouth has been terrible in every one of their step-up games. They lost by 25-plus to Seton Hall. They got completely destroyed by nearly 50 points against Illinois as well. It's a Monmouth team that they rank in the bottom 30 nationally in terms of both offensive efficiency and defensive efficiency. They turned the ball over 17 times per game. Now they have to go up against a team that has Jesse Edwards down low. They say will give you a double-double end for Syracuse. team is actually starting to grow on me a little bit because... Unlike in past years, Jim Bayheim has went with more than a five-man rotation. It's not a deep rotation, but at the very least, they're going beyond the normal five guys, and I do think that for Monmouth, they're just going to have a tough time putting the ball in the basket. The way that you beat the Syracuse 2-3 zone is by being able to make threes. Monmouth is currently shooting about 30% from distance, and they can't hold on to the ball to save their lives. Semi-total at 136.5. I'm diving under. And with Syracuse, I was willing to lay up to 23.5 with them, and Something that I always love doing every week is talking to David Baker. He's the 2020 Westgate Super Contest champion, and we're going to be taking a look at what we all got in the NFL this week and his big takeaways next. Here on the Greg Peterson Experience, I'm Vison, the Esports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare.
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook here calling all sports fans because... You're able to get in on all the action this season with so many great promotions as they've got something for everyone. Whether you're a football, basketball, baseball, or hockey fan, you're able to get in with things like the Friday football bet and get, Tuesday hockey first goal score insurance, Sunday night football parlay insurance, and so much more. Join us every week for new promotions and calling all soccer fans as well to head on over to BetRivers.com to check out our bet our World Cup daily bet and gets as well as it is a whole new game. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network, and we're joined now by David Baker. He does a tremendous job taking a look at the game of football and he is the 2020 reigning Super Contest champion. And David, it is always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Fun day of football. And um, I think we're starting to see some things separate out here. So um, as we ride down the stretch of the NFL season, I think we're starting to really get a good handle on uh, on the season. I know I'm starting to do a little bit better than I had, and um, I think I've got a pretty good handle on this uh, this league right now. So, yeah, I'm excited about the next few weeks. I felt like this was just an incredibly strange week in general. I feel like we're learning a lot more about these teams, but it was just a bunch of matchups that I was feeling sort of meh about. I was feeling good about the Chargers as well. We'll get to them in a few minutes. But what really stood out to me on this Sunday was what we saw from the San Francisco 49ers now. Both of us have been taking a look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I don't think either of us have necessarily been impressed since the beginning part of the season, but I mean, this was a really good sign from the 49ers. First start for Brock Purdy, and he was pretty darn good. He used a bad pun there as he was incredibly effective. He ran for a touchdown. Team got up 35-0 to before the Buccaneers, they get a, essentially a window dressing touchdown. What did you see in this game? Because I feel like with the Buccaneers, we sort of know what this team is. They're going to be one of the worst teams ever to be able to make the postseason, assuming that they pull out the division. But for the 49ers, I felt like this was a really encouraging sign. Yeah, I mean, these are definitely a tale of two teams going in opposite directions. Um, I mean, let's start with the bad, the Bucs. Um, this team is... This seems pretty much dead. I mean, they might make the playoffs. They might not. Um, I think Carolina even holds their own destiny, uh, controls their own destiny. And I think the Bucks have a pretty tough schedule. I, I don't real. This team kind of feels a little checked out. I think Todd Bowles and Byron Leftwich, um, they were hot commodities last year after, um, you know, winning a Super Bowl the year before as assistant coaches. I mean, as uh, coordinators. And then last year had a pretty good year. They were hot commodities. Um, for the head coaching market, I don't think they'll get a sniff this year. Both have done absolutely horrendous jobs, and uh, Brady's pretty much washed at this point. I mean, he he missed a wide open uh, touchdown. Um, he seems a little checked out to me. This whole team looks kind of checked out. Um, yeah, I'm 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 just looking to fade the Bucks from here on out. I mean, I I didn't like them versus the the Saints. They got that miracle win. Uh, somehow I managed to kind of lean towards the Bucs. I didn't like this game, but um, I thought Todd Bowles would have some secret sauce for the seventh round last pick of the draft in Brock Purdy, but he didn't have anything on defense. The Niners, on the other hand, uh, all systems go. I mean, they they look really good on defense. They look pretty good on offense. 
this team's kind of gelling. I mean, if they can just dodge the injury bug, which they have really been bad at over the last few years and the last two weeks, um, I think this team really can contend. The I don't really see a loss on the schedule the rest of the way. I mean, they have they have to go to Seattle in a Thursday short game, short week game this week. But after that, they have the Commanders and then a couple of cream puffs at the end. So um, this team could win out, and the Vikings we've seen are kind of a little vulnerable. Um, so if the Vikings lose one more, the Niners should hold the tiebreaker edge due to the fact that the Vikings' losses are all going to be in the NFC if they lose one more. And the, the Niners lost early to the Broncos, so I think that makes the Niners hold the tiebreaker edge, which is a very important spot to be in if you're the two-seed. Uh, I think the Vikings at home versus the Niners in the 2-3 matchup can pose a little bit of a threat, but uh, in San Francisco, they're probably drawing dead. So um, really kind of feels like the Vikings have to win out. They have to get that two seat. I think they take care of the Colts and the Giants the next two weeks, but at Packers, at Bears, you know, neither of those two teams are laying down to them. And, uh, you know, I think we've seen lately the Vikings may just be a middling to average team. So, um, yeah, I'm really looking to see what happens with uh, the Vikings and, and the Niners over the next few weeks. See who gets that two seed versus three seed. I think that's one of the most important playoff positionings that we're going to have coming up. No question about it. I do think that it's going to be very important to take a look at that. And I just feel like right now the biggest non-debate there is is the NFC and who's the number one team out there because you saw the Dallas Cowboys win, but they did not look too convincing against the Texans. Meanwhile, in a divisional rivalry, in a game on the road, the Philadelphia Eagles came out and they just completely blissed the New York Giants. You could say what you will about the Giants, perhaps having a little bit of a fraudulent record. I know that there were some concerns with the Philadelphia Eagles, the way that they have been having a little bit of a tough time against running backs in recent weeks, but they put all that to rest, in my opinion, in this game. And I just take a look at the entire NFC and I'm thoroughly impressed by the Eagles. And I think that they are that very clear number one team. Yeah, uh, I do think they're number one. I don't think it's that clear um, with, uh, I think the Cowboys, I mean, today was a sleepy game against an inferior team. And yes, they got very lucky to escape there. They should have lost that game and they should have been punished for their sleepiness. Um, but this Cowboys team is is pretty complete. And I think we're going to see them as probably north of a field goal favorite against the Eagles in two weeks. Um so we're going to get to see these two teams heads uh, heads up. Uh, the Eagles do still hold the uh, edge. Even if the Cowboys win that game, the Eagles can still take care of business versus I think it's the Bears, the Saints, and maybe the Giants as their last three games. So Eagles can still take care of business and get the one seed. But, I mean, don't count the Cowboys out. And also this Niners team, uh, if if Purdy is what he's been his first game and a half, then – I think this Niners team is pretty legit too. I'm one good thing about the Niners versus the uh, Eagles is the Niners path is going to come through the two, three game. And that two, three game is going to entail most likely beating uh, if they're the two or three seed, they're going to have to face a giants or Redskins or Seattle team, uh, in the first game at home, and then they're going to get the Vikings team in round two. So their path to the NFC championship game is a little easier than the Eagles. And the Eagles are probably going to have to beat the Cowboys in the, uh, in the one, four matchup or the one five matchup. Cause the Cowboys probably going to be the five seed and they're going to take care of the bucks. I assume in round one and have to travel to Philly to play that game. So I think the Eagles road to the Super Bowl is a little harder than the, than the Niners. I think if you can get a good price on the Niners, I don't know if the, I mean, I don't know. The market really didn't adjust the Niners down much with the Purdy uh, quarterback situation. Um, but if you can find a good price out there, I think the Niners might be worth buying. But yeah, I think the Eagles are probably the best team when it's just one for one for one. But I think the Eagles have a much tougher path to the NFC championship than the Niners do. And you bring up the futures market in terms of the 49ers currently. I'm seeing at DraftKings that they are 10 to 1 to be able to win the Super Bowl. And in terms of the NFC to be able to win the NFC title, they are 4 to 1. Any value on either of these numbers or is it a little bit too short? Because I would think that with the 49ers, if they'd be closer to 
plus 550, six to one. I'd really be seeing a lot of value. But to your point, it feels like there's really no adjustment whatsoever to Brock Purdy. And after seeing what we saw against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, small sample size, thus far rightfully so, though, I would like to see a little bit more than just a game and a half from him. Yeah, I mean, but we've seen this before. I mean, we've seen quarterbacks, Nick Foles, um, Trent Dilfer. I mean, there have been guys who've kind of come in and and led a good team. Uh, Jeff Hostadler back in the day. I mean, this is not unprecedented. I'm not going to, you know, I don't want really want to go out there and say that, you know, Purdy is any of those guys. Those guys are Super Bowl winning quarterbacks that that caught lightning in a bottle for, uh, you know, a few weeks. But so far, so good. Um, and the thing about the Niners is I don't know if we're even going to really get a real test to see how Purdy is. Um, the Seattle defense is finally showing its true colors, what we kind of thought that they were at the beginning of the year. They've really fallen off the last few weeks. So I don't know if we're going to get a great matchup there. The uh, The commanders are pretty good defensively, but that's going to be in San Francisco. I don't really see that being much of an issue for them. And then the Niners have a couple of week games after that. So we might not even see uh, Purdy get challenged until he even gets to the championship game. Yep, I do think that that is an interesting, just, I do think that that's an interesting part of it as well. Because with Brock Purdy, he actually would be the first rookie quarterback to ever be able to make a Super Bowl if he is able to go there. And if he'd be the actual starter, there's a little bit of speculation that Jimmy G might be back by then. So we shall see on that front. But what I do think is interesting about the 49ers is just all the pieces that they've got. And to your point, a very easy schedule moving forward. And in terms of scheduling in the AFC, feels like every single one of these games is starting to be very, very important. We'll talk a little bit about the AFC with our good friend David Baker, the 2020 Westgate Super Contest champion, next here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VSN.com to check out the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and the bets are moving for every single game? The betting splits page is updated every 10 minutes with DraftKings odds, so that way you're able to see all the changes in the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money just does not match up with the public opinion. You're able to check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way that VSIN is here year-round to make you a smarter better. So check out today's betting splits for every single game now at VSIN.com. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network, being rejoined by David Baker, the 2020 Westgate Super Contest champion. And let's take a look at the game that we saw most recently. That was Sunday Night Football between the Dolphins and the Chargers. In my opinion, it was a big one for sort of the middle of the AFC because I take a look at the NFC and the AFC, and I think that the uh, gap for me from the Eagles and everyone else in the AFC is smaller right now than that between the Bills and the rest of the AFC. You might agree slash disagree just because I do think that with the Bills and the Chiefs are relatively even up at this point, but I thought that this was important for those more of the middle-of-the-road playoff teams, and I liked what I saw the Chargers. They were able to get it done against the Miami Dolphins. Give me your takeaways from this game, because with the Dolphins, I feel like they've been exposed the last two weeks. Meanwhile, for the Chargers, we're starting to see what this team could be when they're fully healthy. Yeah, I mean, the Chargers uh, was one of my bigger plays on the day. I, I did pretty well in all the, the big AFC games this week, so... Um, but yeah, I, I think that we, you know, we discussed last segment, the NFC and the NFC, I think there are three class teams. Uh, and I think the AFC is pretty much three class teams as well. I mean, I think it's the Bills, Chiefs and Bengals um, uh, class above the rest. I think if any team's going to knock on that door and be, uh, you know, the Bengals of last year, a team with a lot of talent, a marginal coach and can just kind of maybe find a way if everything falls into place, it's the Chargers. Um, they have a great quarterback. They have great receivers. They have a great running back. Um, the problem with the Chargers just basically comes down to coaching. I mean, I, Staley just does something stupid or multiple things stupid every game. I mean, I, I this guy was a preseason pick to be coach of the year, and I think that was basically based on the fact that we all thought the Chargers were going to take a step forward. But, I mean – 
if you just watch the games, you can just see that that this guy is not a great head coach. Will he turn into one? Maybe. I mean, I do like the fact that he does go for things, but I don't really understand. You have um, you have a quarterback with a great arm. You have weapons that can stretch the field. You have uh, guys who can get separation off the line, and yet they just throw the ball two yards behind the line of scrimmage, one yard in front of the line of scrimmage on third and two, third and three, fourth and two. Uh, I mean, they were fourth and one, and they throw like a ball two yards behind the line of scrimmage at the goal line to DeAndre Carter. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. The play calling on this team is terrible. The time management at the end of halves is terrible. Um, But yeah, I mean, I love the pieces that they have, and I really hope that the Chargers can get it together. As for the rest of the AFC, I'm not really sure. I think all the three of these teams are pretty equal. Um, kind of comes down to any given day. I mean, we saw the Bengals take care of the Chiefs. We saw the Bills take care of the Chiefs. We've seen the Chiefs look amazing. Mahomes did some magic tricks today, like he does every week. Um, I think those three teams, any given Sunday, kind of, it's just who makes the plays and 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 which team gets it at the end. If it wasn't for home field advantage and buys and things like that, I think the Bengals might actually even be the best team right now. They're playing really well, but they just have a tough, tough road having um, just like in the NFC, the the, the Niners are going to get to dodge the Eagles and uh, Cowboys most likely to the championship game. Whichever one of these three teams gets to dodge the other, the others, and only has to play one of them, um, I think really sets up nicely. Um, whoever can get that one seed most likely is going to either get Tennessee or the Chargers or the Jets in round two, and um, that's kind of a nice spot to be in. And I'm glad that you mentioned the Bengals because ever since that 0-2 start, this team has went 9-2, and so they have been really able to fire on all cylinders. But that said, there is a little bit of concern with me with the Bengals, and just due to the injuries that they've got, T. Higgins, he did not play in this game, a very, very late and a very rare late scratch for him. And then you also saw Trey Hendrickson. Seems like he's dealing with a little bit of an injury. I think that he's one of the more underrated pass rushers in the NFL. Any cause for concerns with either of those injuries? Because pass that, to your point, really love what I'm seeing out of the Cincinnati Bengals right now. Yeah, I'm really kicking myself with the Bengals because two weeks ago I pulled up and I almost pulled the trigger. They were over, they were four and a half to one to win the North. And I really wanted to pull the trigger on that, but I looked at their schedule and I looked at the Ravens schedule and I just, I just couldn't do it because the Ravens basically had a cakewalk schedule and the Bengals played a tough team every week. But uh, now I think the Bengals are clearly the favorite. I think Baltimore's, I think, I think Baltimore and the Dolphins are in jeopardy of missing the playoffs. One of those teams is missing the playoffs, I think, and maybe both. I think they're both pretty fraudulent to be honest. Um, I'm not really worried about the injuries on the Bengals. The Bengals have overcome injuries to chase Mixon. If Higgins is out for a couple of weeks, that's fine. I mean, that's the, that's the thing with the Bengals is the Bengals are a lot like, um, I don't even know who I was thinking about, but they're, they're kind of a lot like the Eagles. Like there's, there's a lot of different ways that they can win. They have a lot of different weapons. And if one guy goes down, it's okay. Cause they have a couple of others. It's not like a team, like, you know, that only has one, one key guy or two key guys They they have four or five weapons. So I'm not really worried about that. The Bengals, I think can get it done. I mean, I, I, I like them and their chances. Um, the bills have looked a little suspect for weeks now. I mean, I've, I've wanted to crown them since week one and, and just kept them atop the power ratings. Um, but every week they just look pretty mediocre. I mean, I, I I'm not sure if we're going to get that, I don't know if the Bills are going to be able to just turn it on like we've kind of been expecting. I mean, they kind of sleepwalk through a lot of the games. Allen Allen looks like a superhero a lot, but he also makes some really dumb mistakes. Um, so yeah, I, I'm excited for the playoffs. I think there's, I think there's six legitimate teams that have a shot at the Super Bowl, and I don't really place any of them that much better than the others, except for the paths, the paths to the Super Bowl. That's that's where the differentiation comes for me. Yep, and when I just take a look at the AFC, I feel like it's a little bit more rock solid than the NFC because you're able to take a look down the list and 
some of these teams that might be able to make the AFC playoffs. Like we were talking a little bit about the Chargers. We're bringing up the fact that there's three really high quality teams in the AFC. And it just feels like it's a little bit of a superior conference right now to the NFC. I'm not sure if you agree slash disagree, but I'm feeling better about more of those fringe teams in the AFC right now. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, they're a little bit better, but I don't really, I don't really think so. I mean, in my opinion, I think the Ravens and Dolphins are pretty fraudulent. The Jets, they're a year, a year or two away. I mean, Mike White is not going to win a Super Bowl. I'm sorry. Um, you know, he's gritty and he's tough and he can keep some games close, but they're not going anywhere right now. The Chargers have terrible coaching and the line play is pretty suspect. Um you know, Miami didn't try to exploit them on the ground, which they're really bad at defending the run. Um, I think when it's all said and done, I mean, yeah, you might get a little bit more of a test. They might be a little more scary. The names on the jerseys might be a little. But at the end of the day, the Dolphins, the Ravens, the the Chargers, the Jets, the Patriots, they're just as fraudulent as, as the Vikings and the the commanders and the giants and the Seahawks. That's all the same to me. I think you have a big three in each, in each conference and that's what it's going to come down to. Yep. It is going to be interesting to see how this plays out. And would we put the Titans as a little bit of a fraudulent team as well, because they have now lost three straight. And I thought it was pretty shocking that they gave up 36 points on Sunday to the Jags. That was really a poor effort in my opinion from the Titans. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, really disappointing. As I mean, I, I've done really well in the futures market uh, this year um, as far as setting myself up for, for some good scores. But the one that I missed on was the Colts to win that division. And really, uh, the Colts got to be kicking themselves for some early season losses and then just blowing it up. And I mean, this Titans team, they're going to be lucky to get out of here with a 500 record. If it wasn't for the fact that the division was just so bad, they probably couldn't even hold on. There's an outside chance. I mean, the Jags are two games back and they have a game left in Jacksonville um, versus Tennessee. So if they win that game, they will be one game back and they'll hold the tiebreaker edge. So um, problem is the Jags have the Cowboys this week. So, um, you know, barring an upset, they're going to have a tough time making up that extra game. But, and the uh, Titans have a home game in two weeks against the Texans as well. That is, you got to think yeah. they got to pull that out. Yeah, you would think so. But I mean, nothing's really safe with this Titans team because they're just really not that good. I mean, the Brable's a great coach and they find ways to do it, but this seems not that good and they're not going anywhere. They're not going in. I mean, they're a lot more fraudulent in my opinion than the Vikings. Um, Obviously, they don't have the record that they do, but the Vikings actually have real talent, real skill position players, and uh, the Titans don't really. And it's going to be really interesting to see what we get out of these teams next week as well as David does a great job of taking a look at the game of the NFL. And we're going to turn it forward to week 15 and some of those matchups with him next right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the sports betting network. All sports are in full swing, and Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook has you covered for all the latest lines, odds, and boosts. Whether you're a hockey, basketball, football, or soccer fan, Bet Rivers has you covered with all these sports with new promotions every week, like the Tuesday Hockey First Goal Score Insurance, Friday Night College Football Bet and Get, Sunday Football Parlay Insurance, and so much more. Bet Rivers is calling all soccer fans as well to head on over to BetRivers.com to check out the World Cup Daily Bet and Gets, as it is a whole new game. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa and the Esports Bank Network, and we're rejoined by David Baker. He is absolutely tremendous, and he's a professional poker player, and I shared this story a little bit earlier. I remember you were joining me two weeks ago. After you got off, you were immediately then on a World Poker Doer broadcast, and I thought that that was absolutely hilarious. We were all making jokes here on Visa and being like, man, how did he shower up and get his new shirt on and everything like that? So that was absolutely tremendous. So you do a great job on both fronts. But let's take a look at some of the games for Saturday. And I know that there's a team in particular that you want to touch upon. And I do as well in the Detroit Lions, a team that's really been able to rise up. And as a result, we've seen this line flip a little bit. The look at line was the Jets being a three-point home favorite against the Lions. After what we've seen on Sunday, it is between a pick to the Jets being a one-point favorite. And I think that this is very warranted because just taking a look at the Lions, I think it's very important to throw out some of the data that we've got from like October when DeAndre Swift and company was out of the fold because when this team has been fully healthy, when they've had all the running backs, this has been one of the better teams that we've been seeing over the last five, six weeks. Yeah, I want to discuss this uh, this Lions-Vikings game a little bit and touch on the Lions first and then also uh, touch on the on Absolutely. the Vikings. Um, first off, the talking heads um, in the sports community, sports media community are going to probably pull a muscle patting themselves on the back. Uh, I've told you that the Vikings were a fraud. I told you the Vegas knew that the Lions were better, yada, yada, yada. But let's... Let's just understand that if we're going to just talk about the fact that the Vikings aren't that good because of variance, let's also look at there was a lot of variance in this game. The Vikings fumbled the ball. uh, Dalvin Cook had a clear touchdown uh, available to him. Everybody wants to say that that maybe they got a little too tricky there on the goal line with that uh, halfback pass that Dalvin ended up fumbling, but that was going for a touchdown. Um, And... The Lions had to use a, a fake punt. They had to use a, a screen uh, trick play to the tackle. Um, this game could have gone either direction. The Vikings had uh, the best sa- one of the best sa- safeties in the game. Harrison Smith was out. Their best offensive lineman, Dershaw, was out. Um, let's not be so quick to just, you know, bury the Vikings. Are they uh, maybe overrated for their record? Yes. But this Vikings team is a legitimate team. Justin Jefferson is a legitimate top one, two, three receiver in the league. Kirk Cousins is a very fine quarterback. Dalvin Cook is a decent running back. When the line's healthy, they're they're fine. The defense is a little suspect. But this Vikings team is not fraudulent because they lost this Lions team. And that's why I want to go with the Lions because the Lions are a lot better than their record indicates. They're playing great. They almost beat this Bills team that we all think is the best or in the top three teams in the NFL on Thanksgiving. Um, They took care of the Jags and beat them by 30 points last week when this Jags team had previously the week before beat the Ravens in Baltimore. I think it was in Baltimore, but anyway, they beat the Ravens. And then this week they smoked the Titans in Tennessee. So 
we can't just say that the Vikings are a fraud because they lost to the Lions team. And then at the same time, just say that the Lions, you know, the Lions are, are a legitimate team. And I think right now they're, they have a legitimate chance to make the playoffs. Um, they're good. They're fighters. And this Jets team is a fighting team, too. I think this is a very interesting game. If the weather's going to be bad, I think I'm going to lean towards the Jets. Um, Jared Goff has traditionally not done well outside. Um, but while these, uh, while a lot of teams, they just roll out the playbook, they roll out the football, and they try to get it to the last few minutes and see what happens, I got to commend Dan, Dan Campbell. He's willing to put it out there. And, and sometimes it's not going to go his way. And sometimes they're going to lose some stupid, you know, games and do some stupid things. But they're out there trying. They're out there while other teams are not really trying. They're running fake punts. He's running a, a tackle screen. So hats off to him. And I'm, um, you know, I never thought that I'd be excited in week 15 for the Lions Jets. But <laughs> here we are. So um, I think this is a good game. And I think both these teams are fringe playoff contenders. And this is kind of a very, this is a, a sneaky, important game for both teams. So uh, I'm excited to see how this one shakes out. Well, David, welcome to the NFL in 2022 on that front end. Yeah, exactly. A good pro tip, visa.com slash subscribe. Take a look at some splits and recent data with regards to like both of these teams. Like we were talking about with the Detroit Lions, how they've been able to perform with DeAndre Swift and company being out there as important. And you sort of not completely throw away what we saw without them, but take that with a little bit more of a grain of salt. And also the way that the Jets have been playing on offense without Zach Wilson as well. I think that that is a very important split as well as they've looked like a little bit of a different team on that front as well. The Monday Night Football game for next week looks like it's going to be a doozy. I think that that's the best way that I could put it as it's the Rams and the Packers with the Packers being an eight-point home favorite I mean, maybe this is just a Wisconsin coming out in me, but I just can't back the Packers at this number. I recognize that the Rams are a little bit of a dead team right now, but having Baker Mayfield out there honestly might lead to a little bit more of an honest effort from the Rams. It might give them a little bit of a reinvigoration, for lack of a better term. I'm not sure how you see this game, but I think that this is a very strange one and one that I just can't lay eight points with the Packers on right now. Yeah, I don't know. When I was looking at the games, this isn't one that jumped out to me. I mean, these are two kind of dead teams. Um, so uh, we got a long time before next Monday night. I want to talk about um, one of the games that I think is really interesting, and it goes really right along with your pro tip of let's check out recent um, uh, how teams are playing recently. And, yeah, I know it's tough in the NFL to go back to back to back and just play great games, great games, great games. But the Cincinnati Bengals are playing Super Bowl contending football. They cannot afford to lose with the tied with the Ravens. Um, and they go down to Tampa Bay to play this dusty Tampa Bay team Ooh. that can't keep Brady upright. Brady can't hit an open receiver. They lost Vita Vea. I don't know if he's going to be out for too long with no Tristan Wirfs. I really, I, you know, I. I don't really think the market for some reason is respecting the Bengals. All the talking heads are supporting the Bengals. I mean, I, I hear everybody say the Bengals are contenders. The Bengals are contenders, but yet Vegas continues to line up small numbers. I don't know if it's the, the and over respect for the Buccaneers too. Let's call that out too. Yeah. I don't know if this is, uh, if this has something to do with, you know, some of the big contingents that bet big or, or whatnot. Um, I know that the Browns got hit really hard today. Um, by some syndicates and I was the Bengals were my favorite play of the week this week. And I just didn't see the steam coming in on the Browns being uh, real. And again, they're hanging a three and a half number in Tampa and I know it's on the road and I know, um, you know, Tampa's desperate and I know the Bengals just beat the chiefs and then the Browns and, and they probably have a Ravens game coming up to look forward to. Maybe this is a trap. Maybe this is a sleepy game. Let me tell you, the, the Buccaneers won the Super Bowl two years ago. They have the greatest quarterback, maybe the greatest football player in the history of the NFL on the other side. The Bengals aren't looking past the Buccaneers. The Bengals are going to come in there. This is a short line. And early on, uh, I, I don't think the Bengals are intimidated to go into Tampa. They, they went into Kansas City last year and won. They went into Tennessee last year in the playoffs and won. Um, yeah, I, I, I early on, I, I think I'm going to like this Bengals team. This this Buccaneers team is a shell of themselves. I mean, they were just dominated by the New Orleans Saints at home for 58 minutes. Um, they put up three points against them. They basically were shut out today uh, against the Niners. Um, 
So yeah, early on, I, I, I'm leaning at I'm leaning on the Bengals. This is going to be a major game. It's going to have a lot of uh, money and eyes on it because it's in the late window and it's probably going to be the the you know the highlighted game for this week. So yeah, I like the Bengals in this spot. Yep, and I do think that the other game that is worth taking a look at as well is we've got about 45 seconds for this one. Dolphins against the Bills as we've been doing this conversation, actually. The Bills have went from a six and a half to a seven-point favorite at DraftKings. I think that is critical to take a look at this right now because I think the Bills move up to seven and being able to get the six and a half right now I think is good value. Not sure if you agree slash disagree, David, but I think now would be the time to pounce on this Bills line. Yeah, I mean, you looked at the Bills were laying 10 points versus the Jets today, and now they're only seven versus the Dolphins. I don't think the Dolphins are any better than the Jets. Um, in fact, I think they might even be worse. Um, I, I I think that the Bills have kind of had the Dolphins number despite losing in Miami earlier this year. That was kind of a fluky game. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm my early lean would be Bills. Um, but they've had have had trouble scoring, so that you know if it gets anything more than six and a half seven, it might be tough. Yep, I agree with you. I think that the number are very critical here, and it's always critical to have great guests. David, he certainly fits the bill. David Baker, the 2020 Westgate Super Contest champion, always great to have him aboard. Uh, take a look at the NFL, and coming up next, we go to the hardwood right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Veasan, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.